Hi everyone, this is Diva from Blood Hunter, and you're listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we talk metal music, of course. Please check us out on our website at www.themetalpit.org and follow us on our social media on Facebook and Instagram at The Metal Pit and on our YouTube channel at The Metal Pit 666. Today I'm here with Stacia. How are you today, Stacia? I'm great. How are you doing, Blake? I am tired, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? It's almost midnight and you're tired? <laughs> Yeah, it was a long day. <laughs> okay, we, oh, oh we just, uh, that song we just heard there, that was uh, Temptation by Cradle of Filth, and that is from their Thornography album, and that, of course, is a remake of that great group, Heaven 17, whoever that is, since I didn't really look <laughs> it up to see who they are. <laughs> And so, of course, that means we're going we're gonna to talk about a Cradle of Filth album today, but we're not going to talk about that album, but I just played that song because I know Stacia loves it, right, Stacia? Tell me what you think of that song. <laughs> that song is when I decided I could no longer listen to Cradle of Filth, <laughs> a band I had loved so, so much. Um, and uh, when that album came out, so when Thornography came out, Temptation was their music video, and this was back when I was subscribing to Much Loud. And I remember just being like, oh, shit, there's a new Cradle of Filth video. I can't wait to see it. And it was that. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I, I hated it so powerfully. And every time I try to go back to it, I'm like, no, I still hate it. Well, I like it, but I'm not a big black metal guy, even though we'll get talking about that later, too. But <laughs> but I don't know. I like the song because it was, but it was, well, I can definitely tell it's more like a commercial kind of thing. If it wasn't Cradle of Filth, it'd probably be a hit. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Somebody that was more accessible to people. I mean, it technically was a hit <laughs> with, uh, well, with the original I band. Guess. Yeah, I guess. So uh, let's start with talking about when we first heard of Cradle of Filth or, and, or when we heard, first heard this album. So you start with that. Um, so I first heard Cradle of Filth in the year 2000 um, with Midian because everybody was, uh, I mean, her Ghost in the Fog was such an accessible metal song uh, and people were very, very into it. Um, and I, I liked Cradle of Filth so much that, uh, yeah, when this came out in 2003, the album we're about to talk about, um, I, I snatched it up immediately, like uh, went and bought it and was very 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 psyched to have it well that's well that's funny because that's the first time i ever heard cradle of filth was seeing the video or ghost in the fog yeah <laughs> so i guess we both discovered it at the same time so and then i so i like i like that because it was so horror movie like too i guess and that was the first yeah. time i heard them I'm again I'm trying to remember back to year 2000 or whatever, I guess when the video came out. And so yeah. I looked through my CDs tonight and I have a whole bunch of them. So I obviously ran out and bought all everything Cradle of Filth or whatever after that. That's the correct. And move, I continue yeah. to buy it today, but I don't really, I kind of stopped listening to them. When did I, I probably, I don't know when I stopped listening to them, but <laughs> I just kind of stopped listening to them. And I could definitely see why people who don't listen to metal or to Cradle of Filth would be like, every song sounds the same. 
because of his yeah. voice and stuff and how they do a lot of things that are similar. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's when I first heard them too. Uh, so now, and I, now this is our second episode. This is the second podcast episode me and you have done together. Our first one was of course about Venom's black metal. So if you're listening to this and make sure, and you have, didn't hear that one, go back and listen to it. Cause that was a great one. <laughs> And back then I proclaimed Stacia as the Venom expert, but now I'm going to proclaim her as a Cradle of Filth expert <laughs> and ask her I, to. I, for posterity, I'll say I know more about Venom than Cradle of Filth, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, so I'll let you talk, you uh, give the bio of the band or the album or whatever you want to do there. Sure. Um, well, as a, a great sequitur for that, um, Venom is actually one of Danny Filth's major influences. Uh, so this band, Cradle Filth, was formed in Suffolk, England in 1991. Um, if you've never seen what they look like, they're very known for their theatrical stage performances and their extremely controversial merchandise. Uh, they have a, a good, uh, a very satanic edge to them the corpse paint out of uh, really aggressive merchandise they have had over 30 musicians in their lineup 30 musicians that is a lot of turnover um but yeah it was founded by frontman danny filth who has the thing about him so what blake was saying about his uh voice the thing that makes him amazing is he has a five octave vocal range and that's actually one of the things that makes him so incredible. I love his voice. I am I am a believer. I think that voice is incredible. And it's it's what I like about Cradle of Filth is Danny Filth's vocals. So the album we're going to talk about today is Damnation in a Day. This was released in 2003. It was their fifth studio album. And uh, just as a piece of fun trivia, this is actually the only album that was released on a major label. So this was released on Sony. It was later transferred to Roadrunner. Um, and this features a um, like the 101-piece Budapest Film Orchestra, which also has a 40-piece choir. So that's you hear it all throughout the album. The critical reception, I uh, it wasn't great, honestly, for this. Largely, uh, people kind of thought it was drawn out. But uh, Blake, I'm really excited to talk to you about it and uh, talk about our own critical reception of it. Yes, and I noticed they had a lot of different labels. I don't know why they change labels so often. <laughs> oh, I know. Music drama is a lot to keep up with. Um, <laughs> if you do, if even if you check out their Wikipedia page, uh, just it, it goes like album to album, just like this happened and then this happened and then that this <laughs> happened with this musician. And I was like, oh, I do not have time for this. Because yeah, they just, yeah. apparently they're with Napalm Records and they just joined them last year. <laughs> that's their yeah. newest label <laughs> but it's yeah and there's i i feel like for the most part there's not uh there's not too much shade to be thrown around with the exception of one particular record company but i don't even remember who it was like there's uh <laughs> the odd thing but overall not so bad i don't know they move around yes and uh this this album is like how long is this album like an hour and so it's 20 <laughs> Yeah, it's it's 17 extremely long songs. Uh, it's funny. I remember when when you asked, you know, which Cradle of Filth album would you want to do? And I said this and you're like, oh, sure, Stacia, pick the longest one. And I remember when I was listening to it, I was like, damn it, I did pick the longest one. 
Um, the weird thing about this, so this album is is a concept album, and it's broken into four books. So mm-hmm. I do have some notes about that. It's it's super pretentious, but I, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think any of us who were like, I don't know, uh, English majors or drama kids, like there's a lot to bite into with this. Yes, and I'm sure for people like horror movie fans, or I guess fans of uh, Satan, <laughs> there's a lot of song <laughs> titles in here. You just read the song title and go, oh, geez, I got to buy this album, even if you might not know the music yet. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever you like, horror, the, and, drama, Satan, <laughs> there's something for and everybody. And they're not short, usually not very short song titles either, so. <laughs> oh, nope. <laughs> and there's a lot of instrumentals in here, too. Which so is so there's 17 book. songs, but what do we got? Four instrumentals, I think. Each book starts with one. Oh, okay. and then it ends with it's, one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 76 when I, minutes. When I broke song. it up. Yeah. When I broke it up, I was like, okay, I get it. Because <laughs> I wrote I think it. I'll okay, let like, you start every song then, I guess. Sure. So let's talk right. about the well, the first is an instrumental, but I guess we might not have as much to say about instrumentals, but a bruise upon a I silent did. moon. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually didn't write anything under this except for, wow, they really got their money's worth out of that 101-piece Budapest Film Orchestra. <laughs> yeah, that's just a short one to, you know, build up to the... Yeah, there's a it's, short I mean, it's spoken a nice introduction word to the album. There. And then the album kicks in with The Promise of Fear. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's The Promise of Fever. Oh, is it? Oops, sorry, it's probably my, so. my uh, spell check that changed my word on me <laughs> possibly but this, so this is uh these first four songs including that instrumental this is part of book one which is fantasia down so tracks one through four they kind of have like a I, I think it's just supposed to be like this similar thematic thread um promise of fever uh do you want to talk about how you feel about this song uh jeez oh, i can't even read sorry i was just getting my cd out so i could read the song titles to make sure i got oh. them right but of course i can't even read it because it's so small writing but I, well to me this song is a typical cradle of phil song with danny's vocals going you know from like a sounding like a cat's dying <laughs> up, to, up to his deep growls and of course, we and like a lot of the songs, especially on this album, maybe they slow down for the symphonic parts to come in and the choir like singing. And for me, every time I hear the choir, like the because it seems like it's more females in there. At least that's what it sounds like to me. I didn't look that up, of course, but I just pictured the they're all wearing like sexy nun costumes or something while they're singing. So it makes it the album more enjoyable for me. <laughs> whatever gets you through it <laughs> i feel like uh their their live performance that's probably roughly what you would see um but uh it's funny because i i usually don't like the the choir parts are usually not my favorite um i guess i'll start by saying i love this song i love this song so much it is one of my favorites on this album easily uh, I think it's really dizzying. Like when you listen to it in headphones, there's parts where it just like switches so rapidly back and forth in your headphones that it feels like you're in the middle of a tornado and it's awesome. Um, and the the screams, like your, uh, what would you say, dying cat scream. 
um, I love so much. There's a part kind of near the end where there's this big buildup and it ends with a scream. And I'm, it just like, it raises my blood pressure every single time I hear it, like in a really good way. Um, but yeah, the thing I like about the, the choir here though, is it doesn't feel like too fantastical. It, I think thematically because of uh what what's going on it feels like uh part of the whole theological edge they're trying to get because this like this song is more about um like the formation of heaven and earth and like lucifer's fall and stuff so the choir i think just thematically makes sense i like when i like there's a lot of it in here the choir thing but i don't know i like the i like their singing and stuff and it it maybe there's too much of it throughout i don't know but yeah, i do like, like it the the, i like it more probably on the instrumentals than i do the other songs i guess because yeah i, I just know. want to hear danny filth yeah <laughs> <laughs> like his vocal the his high pitch ones you'd swear he's breaking glass probably doing when he's singing but i don't know <laughs> yeah probably and it's awesome and i'm here for it <laughs> <laughs> so then we got hurt and virtue and i'll just say i just have uh it, I got, I say this about a lot, you know, you got your symphonic elements, of course, because it's heavy in it and you got a lot of whispering and then he turns to his screeching and, and this, this one gets a little thrashy or more metal, I guess, than I guess there, I mean, I'm not saying they're not metal, but again, this album's probably not a black metal album for the purest of black metal no, for me, he doesn't not. know a lot about it, but it gets a little more thrashy at times in this song than some of the others do. Yeah, and that tracks because I'm obsessed with this one too. Like these first two songs are are why I think I loved this album as much as I thought I did. Um, so yes, yeah, sp spoiler, I've got a lot, I got a lot of criticisms about this album that I wanted to do so badly. Uh, but these <laughs> these first two songs, they start off so strongly for me. And this this song actually is uh, the first and to to date only Cradle of Filth song that I can play and it's like the pride and joy of my repertoire is just this song I can't even play it that well but I'm just so proud that I can play it um oh sorry <laughs> that's okay oh and yeah you said you're saying that you have some criticisms about it now is that from re-listening to it or would you have had these like back then too you know what it is? It's from listening to it without skipping it. Okay. So I think I think my overall thoughts are it's just the parts that I like, I really like. And the parts that I don't like, I really don't like. So there are songs on here that I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but the ones that I like, I just I think are fantastic. And I it's funny because one of the things one of my takeaways is I think Danny Filth's vocals are, are the most unhinged on this album. I think he does a lot of weird experimental stuff. That's why whenever you're like, oh, like the dying cat vocals. And I was like, yes, that is what I like about it. And then we've closed off. Let's see. I guess so. This was a two album set. I don't know about the vinyl thing here, but part one is Fantasia Down because I think we mentioned that there's they named the parts here. So this is an enemy led the Tempest. So what do you think of this one? So this one has like this kind of gallopy mid-tempo opening. Um, so after like the those first two songs, well, if you don't count the opening instrumental song, after those first yes. two like fast 
thrashy songs it was always kind of like a weird thing that I couldn't really get into but like I always say about Cradle of Filth it's like weather in southern Ontario like if, you, if you're not into it just wait like five minutes and it's going to change um, or I guess in the case of these songs wait like a minute and it's going to change so it does it gets thrashier but I will say like this song was definitely kind of a skipper for me mm-hmm. um, just because it wasn't I just never had the patience to get to the parts that I liked <laughs> Yeah, I, I found it a fast and heavy kind of a melodic death metal type song, possibly in there. I don't know, but it's like six minutes long, and I don't I don't have it as one of the ones I would skip, I guess, because I'm sure there's a lot of other ones in here that I would skip. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> so then we go to the next, uh, oops. The next part, which is called, I don't know if this really matters. I guess you might have stuff to talk about that, but Paradise Lost. And it starts with, I guess, another instrumental and Damned in Any Language. A play of words there. That this is the only good one of like all of the well, okay, they're all good, they're all better than I could do. (laughs) Like, but the in in terms of uh, like the intro to the books, um. This one, because so I, I looked it up. It's uh, what he's saying in it is uh, from Revelations 12, 9. Also, apologies to any listeners. I did not grow up religious. I grew up in a very secular household. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but it's Revelations 12, 9. And uh, my little sister, who I used to make listen to metal all the time, uh, which I think is why she doesn't like music now as an adult. She's always like, I just don't like music. I'm like, eh, I'm sorry. I probably did that to you. <laughs> but her and I used to say this at each other all the time. Um, and it's, I, I think it's a kick-ass intro to this book. And it's the one that I wouldn't skip because especially what it leads into, it just makes so much sense. Like the song it goes into, you're like, yes, this is badass. Yeah, well, I don't have a lot to say about the instrumental, of course. We got the... Heavy symphonic. We got the hot nun singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just one deep-voiced man in this one. <laughs> yeah, there's a spoken word at the end there. Well, I think there yeah. is some oh-oing earlier on by the choir. Oh yeah, I, I guess think. there. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. There is definitely some oh-oing. <laughs> and there's that. Yeah, there's a spoken word, and to me, it sounds like the guy from the Grinch movie, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm tr- I just in my mind went to the Grinch and I was like comparing it in my mind. <laughs> well, listen to I'm it again. Yeah, now. you listen to after we're done, you listen to that just that part and go tell me that's not the guy in the Grinch movie. I'm not I sure if it's someone... in the cartoon or the movie, I'm not sure, but that's what it reminded me of. But anyway, so yes, yeah, so it leads into beats behind that. <laughs> it leads into better to rain in hell. But you talk about that, I guess. All right. So uh, this one, when I in 2003, when I was listening to it, used to be one of my favorites. And I cannot remember why. Like, I don't know why I liked it. <laughs> um, the, I, I guess it's just in, the, in it. There's riffs I like and riffs I don't like. And it's like the parts I like, I love. But the parts I don't like, I just think are corny. I think I liked it because like I, w- I had read Paradise Lost. So I got it. Like thematically, I understood what was happening. Um, and I think I, I was just like, oh, fuck, yes, finally, one of his like really pretentious references that I get. Uh, but yeah, this is not a standout song to me. I wouldn't skip it, but I don't love it. I like the song, but uh, like it starts out fast, but then it quickly slows. And you always like every time when I was re-listening to it again, 
you think, oh, here comes a song that's going to be fast the whole way through, but it never is. It doesn't seem. <laughs> they always yeah, seem to no. slow down <laughs> for something, whether it's from some spoken word stuff or whispering or whatever. You're never there's bored. a good, good uh, guitar riffing here from Paul Allender, who actually I told you off thing that I interviewed him one time, but I have no idea what year it was, but I do remember I interviewed him. <laughs> Did you know this? Uh, that's actually uh, speaking of Paul Allen. Uh, another fun fact: this is one of the only. This I think is the only album where they only had one guitarist. Mm. I read that in the trivia, and I was like, "Whoa!" Just because there's usually so many of them, but it's all those cradle, uh, like Cradle of Filth is Danny Filth. Yes. So it is yeah. like I don't know how many Cradle of Filth fans can name all the musicians. I mean, I'm sure if you love them, of course you're going to, but. I wouldn't be able to do it. I only know him because like I remember because I interviewed him, but <laughs> I wouldn't be able to without looking it up. I can't name you any of the other musicians because you just think it's Danny. I don't though. even think Danny Filth could, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's had so many different musicians, too, like yeah. has the years. So I don't <laughs> know if it's because of him or what, but whatever. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then we go into Serpent Tongue. I got that right. Uh, which is one of the this is this one almost stays fast and heavy throughout, but of course it always does a little slow down part. So <laughs> this is one of my faves on the album. So what do you think of this song? <laughs> okay, so uh my notes say this isn't for me. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> um I remember this really trippy opening. Uh, I, I will say, like, I get into it around the one minute mark for sure. Um, I like the lyrics to this song. Um, it's, you, you know, it's about like the like corruption in the garden and blah, blah, blah. But um, I think that like trippy opening kind of like took me out of it. And like, I do like the riffs in it. But yeah, I guess just uh, not not my favorite. Every song is so damn long. Like this one, I was just like, <laughs> sometimes I like that. Like when I listen to Principle of Evil Made Flesh, that first uh, studio album, I don't care. They could be five hours long and I'm like yeah it never stops being good but this one I don't know it just it feels tedious um then we got I was gonna say oh I was gonna mention one thing here that I did I listened to a lot of Cradle of Filth years ago but then I kind of stopped and this album when I were revisiting this one and re-listening to it for this podcast because this is the one you chose <laughs> so I'll blame Sorry. it on you. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't re I didn't remember any of these songs. <laughs> really. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't look at the album and go, oh, I remember that's my favorite song. I had to re-listen to it a few times and think, okay, Whoa. I did like this. I do remember this now kind of thing. But the songs didn't jump out that to me, like, oh yeah, I remember mannequin or I remember whatever. So <laughs> I'm just kind of admitting myself how I had to really listen to it again to do this. I kind of think that's good, though, going in sort of blind. That was me with all the songs yeah. I skipped because it's like I have such a different perception of this album now. And the next song is, I hope I'm saying this right, Carry On. I suppose Carrion? so. I Carry On? Carry On. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let, and you can... Wait, I, well, I'll, I'll say what I said first. Okay, we got to have a lot of heavy guitar riffing at the start. And it's another kind of, well, true metal song, I guess. But it's a little, I don't know, boring to me. Is this one of your skippers? You're probably going to tell me this is one of your favorites now, since I'm saying it's one I would skip. You know, it's, 
okay, so for for people listening, you've probably picked up a pattern that Blake and I don't exactly have the same taste in music. <laughs> my, my my first note is I don't remember this well, but it's so sick in all capitals. <laughs> I just feel like the the riff in it, like like that riff is super heavy, and I love it. Um, there is kind of a, I feel like where we could align, there's, uh, I don't know if you remember, like three quarters of the way through, there's this really like creepy kind of horror part in it that I, I do really dig. It's one of those things where usually in metal, you're like, I don't want the damn slowdown, but with Cradle of Filth, it feels so much like a horror movie that you're like, okay, I like it. <laughs> well, it's definitely, yeah, it's all filled with I mean, I'm sure that's why I even ever started listening to him was because of the horror movie thing, because I love horror movies. Totally. So, but like I said, it didn't make me go out and buy every black metal album. I mean, we already talked about Venom's album called Black Metal, but of course that wasn't really black metal, but it created the genre kind of. But Absolutely. Again, I didn't go out grabbing all this stuff just because they sang about Satan, which is weird because this is our second podcast and here we are talking about Satan and <laughs> we're already planning our next podcast. I'm not going to say who the group is, but they also talk about Satan. So I don't know Let's what's wrong with us, Satan but we'll be present, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. So now we get the next section and we start with another instrumental. Did I lose my spot? Where are we? Oh, the Martin liquor of tears. Yeah. So that's book three sewer side up. Um, do I have anything? It's just another kind of more, even get more of a classical feel to this song and with the angelic or devilish vocals in the background, but <laughs> <laughs> it's an instrumental. So what can you say? Do you have anything to say about it? Nope. I, I just, yay. I'm so happy for them that they have this orchestra. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Danny Phil's really putting them to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then we go to uh presence from the poison hearted am i saying yeah. that right that's right yeah okay <laughs> and uh what do you think of this i'll let you talk first then so um when i was listening to this i i never knew the names i i just had a disc man um and i so I just knew songs by I love tracks two and three and ten. So <laughs> yeah. this was uh, this was track ten. So I was really excited to to be like, oh, what was track ten? Because I loved it so much. Um, but I I like it because of the vocals. Like I think he he experiments a lot with his vocals in this. Uh, they're uh, a little more angsty, but he does a lot more guttural vocals on this track, um, especially around the three minute mark. There's some really punchy riffs. I guess overall, I'm like, yeah, I totally I get why I love this one. Yeah, it is more. It's another more of the heavy and more thrashy kind of songs on the album. Yes. At least unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to Doberman Pharaoh. Oh, no, wait, you didn't tell me what you thought of it. Oh, Presence well, I, just, point, well I did, hearted. but it was short. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Not much to say about track time. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I guess it's in my top songs on the album thing or whatever for that oh, album, excellent. this album. Uh, and then we got Doberman Pharaoh, which is more of the same. <laughs> I got I got heavy, slow down, get heavy, blah, blah, blah. And then I do I hear cows in the song? Was I what was I hearing in there? Do you yeah. remember? <laughs> okay, I have so much to say about this song. So okay. much so that I I think I think this is one of the ones that we should listen to. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I forgot we're going to listen to a couple of songs. So, yeah. Well, you want to talk about it first or you want to play it? Sure. Okay. Let's, I'll talk about it first okay. so that I can color everybody's perception before we hear okay. it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the first thing I wrote down was this song is weird as fuck. So, <laughs> the, the groovy, like, ethereal vibe, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, it didn't then and it doesn't now. Like, this was always a skipper for me. Um, I think the bass riff is really good if you can listen to it but it's always drowned out by other weird stuff and what what is the instrument in the beginning and like when you're like do I hear a cow I'm like do I hear a sitar <laughs> the, the song this okay so this is about the seven plagues in Egypt so maybe you do hear some animals I feel like it'd be more likely to hear frogs but I have no idea so anybody listening who wants to tell me what that what instrument is that it starts with or if cows are present or not we would love to hear your thoughts <laughs> well on wikipedia there's no credit given to any cows i'm not so <laughs> and there's also no there's no it just says about orchestra it doesn't say anything about instruments so yeah so we can't figure it out so yeah maybe somebody else can figure it out so listen to the song and tell us the answers that we need to know and now we got track 12 on the album is babylon ad i'm sorry yeah Is that right okay yeah so glad for the madness and this is a five and a half minute song and it's another like i don't know why i had put down another heavy offering but i guess it's all heavy isn't it but it's a little more slower than maybe some of the other songs kind of like heavy so slower like, i mean yeah, yeah 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 for sure this one so like I love the opening verse vocals so much. I like this because of the vocals, uh, but I think it's it's spooky and it's unhinged. Um, and like the verses almost, they feel less like I'm listening to a song and a little more like someone's telling me like a really scary story. Um, there is, there's kind of, a, there's a, it's, it's nitpicky, but there's a weird riff change near the end, like almost one minute out that like, it's a good riff, but it feels shoehorned in, but that aside I do think it's a really good one and this one is uh one of the ones on the album that actually had a music video I've seen it it's very weird but <laughs> they're also even... kind of all they're they're all weird <laughs> I'd, I'd have to go back I guess to watch it again because I don't think I've seen it or I don't recall anyway I don't know <laughs> if I've seen yeah anyway then we go on to part four which is the scented garden and we start off with another instrumental, a minute and a half, called A Scarlet Witch Lit the Season. I really like the title, at least. Well, me but... too. I like the title because I feel like it's an homage to gingers. <laughs> yeah. For those of, of you out there listening, I am a ginger. <laughs> a devilish one. It's uh, true. We all are, though. So then we go on to Mannequin, which is probably one of the, it's a four and a half minute song. Most of their songs hit at five and six minutes. So this is a little more maybe normal, I guess you might want to say. So what do you think <laughs> of Mannequin? Okay, so uh, I'll read you my notes because it says, this is my least favorite song on this album. I bet it's Blake's favorite <laughs> song on this album. <laughs> Well, well I'll tell right? you, I'll tell you, no, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was I actually? No. Yeah, you're wrong. No, that's not my favorite song. No, I don't even have that as, I didn't even put that as one of my favorites. So you, I, I guess you don't know me as well as you thought you did. 
Well, it's funny because I, I I hate it for all the same reasons that I hate uh, uh, temptation. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have. There's a lot of female operatic singing in this one. It seems more of, and it's. I did. Oh, I did say how I love how the female vocals work in the song. So I guess that helps you in hating it. But yes, me, it, I don't it does. Hate it, but it's not my favorite. No. It's just, Actually, it's we true. already played. We already listened. No, we didn't play it, but we already talked about my favorite. But do you want me to tell you what it was? Yeah. Now, mine. I put "Presents from the Poison Hearted" was my favorite. Oh, the one that was my favorite when I was. Oh, that's great. All right. <laughs> See, that's perfect. We can align. And, and, this, and the thing and with we'll, mannequin. Yes. I, I I was just gonna like it's it's just too fantastical for me. But I'll give it credit because it is very, it's daring and it's very different. Um, it's a little power metal-y and not necessarily in the way that I like. But I, I, I do like when bands kind of experiment. And I like that they threw something on here that was kind of different. It mm -hmm. breaks it up for sure. Yes. And then we go to Thank God for the Suffering, which is <laughs> kind of a, it's a, Again, I'm saying slower and kind of dreary, and I guess it kind of is giving you the feeling of suffering. And I guess yeah. you're thanking God for doing that to us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to say about this one? So the intro to this is so bleak that if this album weren't thematically split up, like it's one of those ones that you'd almost want to, it's their version of Buried Alive. Um, but if it weren't split up thematically, it'd be better like just in the middle, just so you could emotionally recover. Um, these kinds of songs aren't my favorite. Uh, I don't like the like moody, dreary songs, but it like, I think it's a good song. Like it's, it's not a bad song at all. It's just not for me. And not in the way that Mannequin is not for me in a way that's just like, I'm not crazy about it. Okay, wait, that was, thank, yeah, thank God for some, yeah, I, it's probably a skipper for me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, whatever, yeah. Then we go to, I guess, the last song with some, uh, the last real song on the album would be yep. The Smoke of Her Burning. And this is actually, I put, this was my second favorite song in the album. So oh. I was debating between this one and the other one. So after we talk about this album, we'll play this song then. So everybody, my second favorite, since we already missed the other one. Because <laughs> I didn't want to spoil your guess, so... I, I honestly, I'm kind of glad I, I was wrong. Um, but the, the smoke of her burning. So I forgot about this song and I know exactly why. As soon as I got to Mannequin, I just turned back or turned off the album. So I had forgotten about this one and I fucking love it. Like the riff is so good. The opening scream is so good. Um, there's just, there's so many pulverizing riffs, but they're all good. Um, so Now, let me ask you this. Are you a Carcass fan? I don't listen to Carcass. Not, I'm not like I've listened to them a little bit, but no, I'm not a Carcass fan. I'll say. Okay, fun exercise. So listen to this song and then listen to Heartwork Carcass. Okay. They're very similar. So like, if you like Heartwork by Carcass, go listen to this song. Okay. Both so we'll amazing. Play, All so we'll perfect. Play, yeah, we'll play that. Now we got the well. It's just the end of the album. It's uh called end of days another instrumental and that guy the guy from the grinch movie is back again 
<laughs> and he does some spoken word and then he has some evil laughter to finish off the album you have anything to say about another instrumental <laughs> you know the only thing i have to say is every single song could do with more evil laughter and this is also <laughs> why i'm such a big king diamond fan and such a big venom fan they they throw a lot of evil laughter in and i think every song that has it is better for it yes <laughs> <laughs> Well, for this, so so that's the whole album. Now, uh, well, I'm just going to say what my rating is first, I guess. So out of 10, I'd give this, this is probably even generous, but I'd give it a seven. Oh, that's so funny. I also have seven. Okay. I have, a, I have seven out of 10 as well. That's awesome. I think, I don't know. Like, again, I like I said, I had to go back and re-listen to all the albums because I don't really listen to them much lately. I don't know if Midian would be my favorite just because it's the first one I heard. I know I like it, but we're going to do our top 10 songs. So that might kind of tell people too what our favorite albums are by that too. But yeah, so you're giving it a seven too. So what about seeing, have you seen Cradle of Filth live before? So I saw them live and it was the weirdest experience because I saw them at um, it, that Montebello Festival, Amnesia Rock Fest. Mm-hmm. So when I saw, I, I don't, I feel like it doesn't count because it wasn't like a Cradle of Filth show. It was like the middle of the day. It's bright and it's sunny and Cradle of Filth comes out and they're all like ultra satanic and Danny Filth is in like a big leather dress with giant horns, but the sun is beating down on him and uh, he, it was starting to bug him. So he's holding onto the mic and he points at the sun and just goes, somebody do something about that yellow hurdy thing in the sky. And we were like, yeah, this is not classic uh, Cradle to Filth. It's kind of ruining the goth atmosphere. <laughs> um, now, I only seen them. So that's the only time you saw them? Only time I've seen them. And again, oh, I maintain okay. it doesn't count. <laughs> and was it <laughs> in Canada, did you say? Where was yeah, it? Yeah, well, it was uh, uh, Montebello, um, which is in Quebec. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Amnesia Rock Fest. Now, I, I only saw them once live, and sadly, I can look up the date because it was also the same day that Dime Magdaro was shot. Whoa. So it was December 8th, 2004. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this on my, what, who did I do Oh, I did a Pantera podcast, so we talked about this then. But just because I said about how, because it was Arch, Arch Enemy was the headliners with Angela as the singer, Gosso as the singer, and Cradle of Filth opened. Well, there was four bands. I don't remember the other two bands, <laughs> but then Cradle of Filth was the third band. And so every band the on the bill played a song dedicated to Dimebag. So that's just how I can remember when it exactly was. So 2004, it probably was, this album came out, we're talking about the one that came out in 2003. So it was probably that tour, and I don't even remember any of the songs. <laughs> That's sad, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and I don't really remember much about the show either. Again, that's 2004. That's a long time ago. It's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, I do remember some of the people that I've seen that, that uh, because I'm, I'm just, because uh, I'm older again, 
and well, not from the gothic scene or anything. And so you'd see people walking around. There's normal, well, I shouldn't say that. Normal people, <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that, but people like me dressed in jeans and a metal band shirt. And then there's girls walking around in schoolgirl skirts and stuff and weird ripped up nylons. And I'm like, what is this? But I'm thinking, well, they must be here for cradle of filth. Like, <laughs> But anyway, that's the only time. And that was in Toronto. I have no idea what the venue was, not that it matters. But yeah, that's the only time I've seen them. But I don't really have any recollection of how good it was. I just remember when it was. You just remember the ripped up nylons and schoolgirl skirts. <laughs> yes, I did notice them when they walked in front of me. Yes. <laughs> so let's do our top well, 10. Do you want to? Oh. Do you want to first do, uh, so you asked me a oh, question right. before we started this, uh, yes. and I have I have put some thought into it. Yes, okay, let's talk about when or when they stop being black metal, if maybe they ever really were to black metal fans. Okay, so I have a spiel. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, as far as, okay, so I think they cover three major genres. Uh, symphonic black metal, which I personally think they kind of always do, at least to some extent, uh, extreme gothic metal. And I personally think that in some albums, there's elements of power metal. But if you ask them, so if you ask Cradle of Filth, which they have been asked many times, they're not black metal. They never say they're black metal. So people are always arguing about the genre. And uh, Danny Fulth is like, no, we've never said that. Um, as much as they like their influences obviously Venom. They also say Bathory, um, uh, but they just call themselves extreme metal. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's, it, it's like shaking at a beach towel. They're like, I ah, just throw this on there. Uh, <laughs> I would just say extreme metal. Um, but if, if you had to ask me like when I'm going to say, so I, I kind of interpreted your question as like, when would people stop saying it was, you know, like, I guess like true metal. And I would actually say that your favorite album Midian was when they they did get a little more uh, accessible. So preceding that was Principle of Evil Made Flesh, which is my favorite album, uh, Dusk and Her Embrace, which I also love, and Cruelty and the Beast, which I also love. Mm -hmm. And then Midian came out, and Midian just had a lot more in terms of um, accessible hooks and, like, uh, I guess elements of a song that you could identify like verses and choruses. Like it was, uh, it's just a more put together album. So I, I would say around there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like I mentioned before, I'm not a black metal person, so I can't talk about that really. I know when I, I would just go by what people said right back then, of course you didn't have the internet <laughs> going on for you yet much. <clears throat> So when I got that album, you would say they're black metal. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I like some black metal. <laughs> and I did go by the <laughs> uh, Demi Burger album <laughs> because yep. I heard them do uh, Burn in Hell by Twisted Sister. And I thought, that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I went with <laughs> that album, but I can't really say I really listened to it. <laughs> I'm but, probably going to ask you to remind me later because I want to listen to that cover. And I'm probably going to forget. So yeah. when you get a text yeah. from me tomorrow saying, Blake, what's that cover I wanted to listen to? It's that one. 
Well, it's awesome. I love like, I mean, I like, I like, I don't know if you like Twisted Sister, but I, I love in, Twisted Sister. Okay. <laughs> I grew oh. up in that era and I love that song, even though Burn in Hell, it seems really kind of weird now to think the same group that says we're not going to take it is telling you to burn in hell, but whatever. <laughs> but oh, he man. liked his horror movies too, D. Snyder. But uh, I yeah. love, yeah. Hair but their version of it is great because it's more, you know, it's more, it's scarier because of the way the guy sings it. I don't know the name, yeah. of course, but the way he sings it. So I'm sure you'll love that song. Just like you said, you love Credo of Phil's version of Black Metal. And I know they I also, love, they've I done love a lot of songs like that. Except Temptation. Every cover they do except Temptation is so good. <laughs> I know they did Alice in Hell, Allison in Hell by Annihilator. Hallowed be thy name. If you've ever, yeah, Hallowed be thy name by Maiden. I think that is one of the best covers I've ever heard. I like covers Mm. that don't sound like the original because, like, I could listen to the original. They do Sodomy and Lust by Sodom, so good. Uh, Yeah, I just I think their covers are amazing. Oh, you know what they also do? Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden. Oh, mm -hmm. they they bust out the cello for that one. It's awesome. (laughs) I've probably heard that. I probably have that one of my CDs, but. I don't listen to my CDs anymore, so it's. A I can't even find it on Spotify. I have to find it on YouTube if I want to show people. Mm. And oh, I was gonna say so. Oh, but yeah, the Demure Burger uh, Burning Hell. Like, if you didn't know Twisted Sister, you would just think, "Oh, this is one of their songs. This has got to be the best song ever." Until somebody says, "That's Twisted Sister song," because like, <laughs> it does. It does sound like them. It doesn't sound like Twisted Sister. I but, like when covers do that, though, when it's so yeah. good that you're like, oh, this belongs to the bit. I can't wait. I'm excited to listen <laughs> to that. Okay. So now you want to do your top 10 list. Oh, uh, yes. Now, uh, who should go first? Here, let me go first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, so we're going to finish, when we finish out the episode, the last song we're going to play. After we say our goodbyes, we're going to play your number one song. So it'll people are going to wait and see what the expert says is the number one cradle of filth song. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. So I'll start and I'll start at my number 10. Now, again, I I did this like this week, uh, listening to all the albums constantly. You're over and over and think, okay, I'll skip this one, skip this one. Oh, this one might be in my top 10. And so I had like 20, I think songs down and then I had to figure out, okay, which 10 am I kicking out and which 10 am I keeping? But <laughs> anyway, so number 10, I got Dusk and Her Embrace, which of course is the title track of Dusk and Her Embrace album. Oh, I love that. And number nine, I have Summer Dying Fast from Principle of Evil, Evil Made Flesh. Excellent. Is that um, is that the version you like the best? They have it on uh, Bittersweets to Succubi as well. Well, I probably didn't even re-listen because I just seen the title was the same and thought, uh, I'm not listening to it. <laughs> I, I, I personally prefer that one, but uh, I feel yeah, like okay. it's, now why it's is it more... Why is it oh, different? Oh, I prefer the Principle of Evil Made Flesh version, but I feel oh. like you might even like the Bittersweets to Succubi. It's just cleaner. Oh, okay. So it's not like I like it better, like dirty, but I feel like you would uh, you'd like the cl- the cleanliness of the uh, Bittersweets to Succubi one. Now, why is it on there, though? Do you know that reason? Uh, there's a, re- so Bittersweets to Succubi has a, a few on there that uh, they redid because the oh. so Principle of Evil Made Flesh. Yeah, they uh, they grabbed a few from there. They also redo uh, Principle of Evil Made Flesh. Oh, OK. <laughs> 
because I do have a, I have a one, one, a couple songs here from Bittersweet's one. So, but so I just excited. didn't bother. <laughs> I just didn't bother listening to Summer Dying Fast because I guess I was kind of figuring it was the same version. Yeah, you just <laughs> so heard it. And you're my, like, this is sick. <laughs> so that's my bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So number eight, I got Tortured Soul Asylum from Midian. Nice. And then Stavin, I have Born in a Burial Ground from Bittersweet. How do you say it? Sukubi? Sakubai. Sakubai? Sakubai? Like a succubus? Okay. <laughs> I'll just say Bittersweets next time. Okay. Uh, number six, I got Queen of Winter Throne from Vampire. Vampire. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that whole name. I'll probably just screw that up too. the whole album title. So I won't bother. <laughs> yeah. Five. I got cruelty brought the orchards from cruelty. Oh, yeah. the East. Number four. I got scorched earth erotica. from oh, yeah. Sweets. Number three. You better close your ears, Stacia. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have temptation, even though it's not really their song, but. I don't know. I like it. Whatever. It's a sick cover. Like I, as far as <laughs> covers go, it's yeah, I get it. And now, even though you hate that, now I'm going to blow your mind with my second one. Cause I have an instrumental as my second favorite cradle of filth song. <laughs> <laughs> now I should, I didn't make note how long this one, but anyway, it's perverts church from the cradle to enslave. So you Whoa. Might... <laughs> sorry. I just, I forgot about that album. <laughs> But I listened to that and I thought, oh, I love this instrumental more than like the ones we talked about on the other album. They're just all like, yeah, whatever. But anyway, I really like that instrumental. And my oh, number, yeah. can, do you have a guess on my number one Cradle of Filth song? I don't, but I'm literally on the edge of my seat because I'm. I, our <laughs> lists are similar, so I'm so invested. <laughs> well, it's because since it's the first song I ever heard, I put Her Ghost in the Fog. Oh, uh, you know what? If you'd asked me at the beginning of this list, that was my guess before we started. was like, in my mind, I was like, I bet he's going to say that. But I got so sidetracked because you picked so many sick tracks. And I was like, like some, there's two where you and I picked the same one within like a number of each other. Like your number five was my number six. It was like stuff like that. And I, so I just got thrown off. <laughs> Steven's not that much means, different then, are we? No, it's true. It's true. No, <laughs> I have some honorable mentions. I'm not going to name my honorable mentions unless you name them. And then I'll say, oh, I have that on my other list. But I did have a few from the Godspeed album. Actually, I have three from the, oh no, two from the Godspeed album, a couple from Thornography that aren't Temptation, <laughs> and <laughs> a couple other ones. But we'll see. If you say them, then I'll mention that. Oh, that's in my extras. It's funny because I I also it was I remember being like okay Stacia like relax this is not going on your tombstone like your top <laughs> ten it's fine but I I remember like I my honorable mentions list is like eight songs because <laughs> I was just like <laughs> but it's it's hard because there's there's ones I love so much but then ones that I'm like I love it but only like at this time like Cradlefield is such a winter band for me so it's like I really like this song when it's snowstorming and like <laughs> so anyway I struggled is what I'm trying to say <laughs> all right so my talk yeah, okay. yes go for it <laughs> so at 10 I've got Beneath the Howling Stars from Cruelty and the Beast okay um, from nine. Now it's funny because I, Nymphetamine is not my favorite album, but I have a lot of memories with it. 
Um, I definitely, I overplayed it even though it was my favorite and I wanted to pick one song from Nymphetamine to make it to my top 10. And I went with Filthy Little Secret. It's like the, it makes no sense as a Cradle of Phil song, but I really love it. I like that um, song too. Actually, that was, yeah. I did, I don't have that on this list, but I did when I was first doing it, I thought, oh, I remember this song. I really like this one. So that was, it is one I like. Yeah. It would be my top it's, 20, I guess you'd say. It's like a, oh yeah. Um, it's like a classic metal song. Yes. Um, I, I tried really hard to make sure that I didn't overrepresent Principle of Evil Made Flesh, but <laughs> coming in at number eight, I've got uh, The Forest Whispers by Name by Principle of, or on Principle of Evil Made Flesh. Mm-hmm. That was another Kevin. one of my extras. Oh, was it? The Forest yes. Whispers My Name? Oh, that's yes. so good. Um, seven is uh, Funeral in Carpathia off of Dusk and Her Embrace. Mm-hmm. Six is Born in a Burial Gown, Bittersweets to Suck You By. Mm-hmm. That five. Was my seven, yes. Yeah, that was your seven. Now, five, I think your six was Scorched Earth Erotica. No, my fourth was Scorched Earth Erotica. That's fourth. Oh, right. Okay. So my five is Scorched Earth Erotica. Bittersweets <laughs> to suck you by. Um, my number four is The Promise of Fever. So uh, our track two from Damnation in a Day. Okay. All right. And track three, or track three. Well, yeah. My number three is track three, Hurt and Virtue, Damnation in a Day. Okay. My number two is... Summer Dying Fast from Principle of Evil Made Flesh. <laughs> I put an asterisk where I was like, but this version, not, I love the Bittersweets to Suck You By version, but I would like to be represented as loving that one the most. Um, and my number one is Principle of Evil Made Flesh from Principle of Evil Made Flesh. <laughs> I've said that sentence way too many times. <laughs> There's nothing wrong if you like one album more than the other. Obviously, that's your favorite album then, right? It is true. You know what, though? I think I think maybe instead of uh, my number one, Principle of Evil Made Flesh, since it made both of our lists, we should we should end with the um, the Principle of Evil Made Flesh version of Summer Dying Fast, because I was I uh, honestly I was kind of surprised that uh, some of those made it onto your list. I'd like to surprise people, I guess. I don't know. It's true. I'm kept on my toes now. <laughs> well, that'll be what we're going to do our next. Again, I'm not. we're not going to say what it is just in case it gets delayed. But when we do the next, we'll have to maybe try guessing on things on the next one we do, too. Definitely. <laughs> be a little easier. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll, we'll so we'll play after we're done talking. We'll play Summer Dying Fast from Principal Evil Mode Flesh. So thank you, Stacia, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for uh, indulging me in the longest Cradle of Filth album. (laughs) Okay, thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye.